Welcome to Pathway Church Online. We're honored you tuned in today. It's our purpose to help each person believe in Jesus, belong to a church family, become a fully devoted follower of Christ, and build God's kingdom. We believe today's message will help you do just that. It will change your life if you listen and apply it. For more information about Pathway Church, please visit www.pathwaychurchok.com. Now, let's go together and hear today's message. Pray for breakthrough. Breakthrough, write this down in your outline. Breakthrough means a sudden, dramatic, important advance. A sudden, dramatic, important advance. Advance. It's on the screen if you're not not sure how to spell those words. Sudden and advance. All sorts of things have breakthroughs in your life. Relationships have breakthroughs. Your career has breakthroughs. Science has breakthroughs. There are breakthroughs in all sorts of things. When they find out this research proves this and causes this, it's a breakthrough that happens. Uh, If you're in a a good relationship and things are going well and you're saying the right things and doing the right things, a breakthrough happens. And, And what's the opposite of a breakthrough? A setback. If you look through the notes, there's a setback. The opposite of a breakthrough is a setback. So there's all sorts of things that have setbacks. If you're not making progress in your marriage and you're like Terrence and you say the wrong thing an awful lot, you got a lot of setbacks in your marriage. If, if you do a lot of the wrong things, it gives you a setback. It may be in your career. You're sitting there in an office with four or five of your other co-workers and you lose your temper. Setback. It may be something small. It may be something big. It may even be in the calling that God has for your life. You feel like you're supposed to do something, but you don't quite have the tenacity in you to start it. Setback. We all go through setbacks. But here's the difference. My dad taught me this phrase. If, if the difference between a winner and a loser is a winner knows how to motivate himself through the setback. Dad's real big into winners and losers. You're a winner or a loser. That's the only thing. There's, there's no middleman. You're either a winner or you're a loser. If you're losing in life, it's because you have not created yourself the patterns to create yourself to get out of the setbacks to create the breakthroughs that God wants you to have. Does that kind of make sense? We have got to discover how to have a breakthrough in our setbacks. We cannot remain how we are in the state of a setback and expect God to do something major in our lives. You can have a breakthrough or you can have a setback, but the difference between the winner and the loser is the winner knows what to do inside the setback. In your spiritual life, there are breakthroughs and there are Okay, in the spiritual life, there are breakthroughs and then there are setbacks. So, how do we go from having setbacks to breakthroughs? Probably every one of us in here at some point can pinpoint a a time in our life when we felt the prompting or the leading of the Lord in some direction. It may have been through open doors that you just kept walking through and it seemed to be the right thing. It may have been through closed doors and you were trying to go this way and that door shut and you felt God leading in that direction. In your outline, C.S. Lewis said that God whispers to us in our pleasure, I think it's, uh, yeah, but shouts to us in our pain. 
It seems that God often uses pain to get our attention, but He uses the pain of the setback to create in us the breakthrough that He wants for us to have. In your outline, Proverbs 20 says, Physical punishment cleanses away evil. Such discipline purifies the heart. What does that mean? In other words, in pain we discover we need to create a discipline for our breakthrough. Let's talk human behavior just for a moment. Whenever you feel pain, you try to move away from pain. Pain causes an emotion of fear. An easy example to understand is touching a hot pan. You know not to touch a hot pan, but how did you learn to not touch a hot pan? By touching the hot pan. And when you touched the hot pan, what did it do? It burned you. And whenever that burn happened, what emotion did that create in you? Fear. Because you don't want to get burned again, so you do not want to touch the hot pan again. But if you take your child, for example, Matthew or Abigail, and say, don't touch that hot pan. For a period of time, he's not going to touch that hot pan. But at some point, you say, don't touch that hot pan. What's he going to do? He's going to touch that hot pan. There's nothing you could do. And you cannot tell him enough time. Don't touch that hot pan. Okay, Dad, I'm not going to touch the hot pan. He did it the other day. And, and what did he do? Yeah! And he started crying. A fear and emotion happened because he touched something that he wasn't supposed to touch. The pain caused a breakthrough. Don't touch hot things. That was the breakthrough he learned. There are times in pain that God uses the pain to teach us something that will cause us to not want to do that again. Are you following that? It was the process of the pain that a breakthrough came. Now, I, I could have told him again and again and again, don't touch it. At some point... We all get ourselves to a place where we want to touch it. God tells you time and time again, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't. And at some point, you're like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and pain happens. And we feel that the pain stops us in our track from becoming what God wants us to become because we now think we've dishonored and displeased God, so we're not sure what to do next, so we remain in the state of the setback. God uses different moments in our lives to allow breakthroughs to happen. Sometimes breakthroughs happen when things are going super. Things are they're going great. You just you get this thing that we call momentum, and, and everything you touch just works. You just a breakthrough after breakthrough. You're like, man, I'm praying, my, my prayer life is good, my relationships are good. Man, I'm just having breakthrough after breakthrough. And um, that breakthrough creates momentum. Are any of you Apple users? iPhone, okay, okay. So did you know, which you probably did, that Apple's been around a long time, and they had computers. And they tried to sell computers, and it never really caught on. And then one day, this founder of Apple creates this little music device called an 
iPod. You all know it. And whenever he created this iPod, uh, he was trying to take all the CDs, all the things we listened to, and put them on one device. Because it used to be when you were driving down the road, you had to open up the booklet and go through the CD case. Or maybe you had the visor if you were cool and all the CDs up there, and you'd be going through it. And we were thinking, like, that wasn't safe at all. But we did it anyway, but we had to get it on the iPod. And then that created one level of momentum. It was a small breakthrough for Apple. Because if you really looked at Apple, they were full of setbacks. Nothing they were doing was really ever taken off. They had great equipment, great software, great computer, but it just wasn't taking off. He creates this iPod, and all of a sudden, it created breakthrough. And then he gets another brilliant idea and creates the iPhone. And the iPhone put them on the map for being the most popular brand in the world. One setback after one setback, all it needed was one breakthrough. And then one breakthrough happened. They got the iPod, the iPhone, and now the computers are the best-selling computers in the world. But they were not that great of computers for so long. It wasn't until they had breakthrough after breakthrough that they got the success of what Apple Computer came to be. And there's... Probably three of them in here right now. iPads, you look at phones. None of that was there. But because of the breakthroughs, the breakthroughs created momentum. And whenever they had momentum, it seemed like nothing that they could do was wrong. It just worked out. The success of one piece of equipment, the iPod, carried the success of the other line of computers. No matter how you look at either example, touching the pan or the computers, breakthroughs and setbacks are part of life. But we have to become intentional about our breakthroughs. It could be your health. You need a breakthrough in your health. It could be a relationship. You need a, a breakthrough in relation, maybe you just really stink at money that every time you get money, it's just gone before you ever even get home. Man, it's a setback. You're like, every time I drive by the loft store, it's a setback. It just sucks you in, and there's nothing you can do about it. You need a breakthrough. And, and, and maybe it's different. <laughs> maybe it's different areas in your life that, that, that just keep sucking you back into this, this setback. Maybe it's because you need a new idea in your business that you're just you're struggling. You can't get through every day. You're just fighting for it. You're like, I've got a breakthrough. I don't know what it is, but you just keep having a setback. But you've got to learn how to have a breakthrough. And what I'm going to share with you over the next 12, 15 minutes will work in every single area of your life from the aspect of how do we intentionally have a breakthrough breakthrough in everything that we do, but for today and for church purposes, we are going to focus on how to have a breakthrough in your relationship with God. If you're going to have a breakthrough in your spiritual life, they just don't automatically happen. They don't just sit there on the couch and say, God, I'm going to have a breakthrough with you today, and that breakthrough happens. It doesn't work that way. You have to become intentional about your breakthrough. If you are trying to be intentional about your health and eating right, you don't keep driving through McDonald's and expect your health to get better. You have to go and read about how to eat right. And then what do you start doing? Eating right. You've got to go learn about exercise. And then what do you go do? 
You start exercising. The only way you're going to have a breakthrough in your health is if you begin to have an intentional, purposeful, meaningful side of impacting that area you're trying to have a breakthrough in. If you're needing a breakthrough in your job, if you sit there at the office and are, the, are known as the negative Nelly or the, uh, the gossiping gal, I'm trying to think Jesus, sorry, <laughs> you're, you're this, this type of person, you, you'll never have the breakthrough. If you want a breakthrough in your career, let me tell you, on your off time, become intentional about your growth so that when you go back into the office, the things that you've learned outside the office changes what happens inside the office. If you need a breakthrough with God, you've got to become intentional about your prayer life. You've got to become intentional about the time you spend in God's Word. You've got to become intentional about focusing your time, your talents, your treasures upon God. Because we don't just accidentally have a breakthrough. We've got to do what it takes in order to have a breakthrough. Breakthroughs happen when we begin to seek after God. Psalms 27 or Psalm 77, 2 says, When I was in distress, David says, I sought the Lord. Every night I stretched out my hands in prayer to him. David was in a setback, and to get his breakthrough, he sought the Lord. I want us to look at two different examples of two different kings in the Bible. That things were going well. They were both living it up. And then all of a sudden a setback came. And then what did they do to get their breakthrough? Let's look in your notes. First Chronicles. Here, Adrian, is your voice good? And you want to come read this? Read this First Chronicles 14. Don't read it too fast, but okay. read it. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, they mobilized all their forces to capture him. But David was told they were coming, so he marched out to meet them. The Philistines arrived and made a raid in the valley of Rephraim. So David asked God, should I go out to fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? The Lord replied, yes, go ahead. I will hand them over to you. So David and his troops went up to Baal-perazim and defeated the Philistines there. God did it, David exclaimed. He used me to break through my enemies like a raging flood. So they named that place Baal-perazim, which means the Lord who breaks through. Stay right here. You're going to read the second one, too. David was just anointed king of Israel. That's a breakthrough. That's living it up, man. You're, you're the king of Israel. And all of a sudden, the other tribes come back and say, I'm taking you down. And then what did David do? He sought the Lord. And when he had the answer from God, he said, now we move. And then God said, I will take care of this for you. And he defeated the Philistines. The second person we're going to look at is King Jehoshaphat. And if anybody you can spell that without looking at it, I'll give you a hundred bucks. It took me, stop. She can, she's a grammar Nazi. 
Things were going incredibly well for Jehoshaphat. He was, like, revival was breaking out in the land, basically. And whenever things were at the pinnacle for King Jehoshaphat, some tribes said, I don't like that. Second Chronicles 20. After this, the armies of the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Munites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army from Eden is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hazazon <laughs> Tamar. This was another name for Engedi. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. She even said Jehoshaphat, right? I was saying it wrong. I said Jehoshaphat. She said Jehoshaphat. So here's King Jehoshaphat. He is in a pattern of, of fear, but he didn't stay in that pattern. He got focused on seeking the Lord. Um, just look at real quick the, the four things that Jehoshaphat did. Instead of worrying, he refocuses on God. He resolved to seek the Lord, and then he fasted, and then he sought, the God, he sought God through prayer. The result was a miracle took place. King Jehoshaphat had a victory. Literally because Jehoshaphat sought after the Lord. What happened in this story is absolutely, it's amazing. You've got to go back and read the story one of these days. King Jehoshaphat has his land. The three tribes come against him. King Jehoshaphat is sitting on top of the hill. The three tribes come, and as Jehoshaphat is praying to God, he's saying, God, we need your help. We're not sure what to do. We hear that these people are coming to attack us. There's no need for them to attack us, but they're coming after us anyway. We need your guidance on what to do. And as he prayed, as he fasted, as he sought the Lord, Jehoshaphat was taken care of by God. Absolutely amazing story. God confused the, the minds and the hearts of all three tribes that were coming after him. King Jehoshaphat sat up on the mountain with all his people and watched the three tribes that came against him gotten war with one another. They killed each other and King Jehoshaphat, his people sat up on top of the mountain and just watched it take place. And after the three tribes took each other out, Jehoshaphat walked down with his team, took all the spoils and all the stuff that all the people brought in and walked back and gave thanks to God. A great story. You got to go back and read the story. It's absolutely amazing. When someone learns how to have a breakthrough, God can do miraculous things on your behalf, and you don't even have to fight the battle. <laughs> if you're going to have a breakthrough, there are some habits that we need to form. King David had a breakthrough. He was anointed king, he sought the Lord, and he won. King Jehoshaphat had a breakthrough. He was anointed king. He sought the Lord and he fasted. He had a breakthrough. Now it's time for you to have your breakthrough. I don't care what it is. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how small it is. There is a breakthrough that needs to happen in your life and I want to show you, teach you, let Paul teach you how to have a breakthrough in your life. Are you ready for this? 
All right, here's our text for today. We're, we're Bible happy today, and I like it. Philippians 4, 6, 8, in your outline, top of the second page. Paul writes, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. Verse 7, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Four habits that Paul teaches us here to have a breakthrough. Write down number one. Don't worry about anything. This is probably the hardest thing to do. It is hard not to worry. We, we worry about things that don't even matter, that don't even, that don't even, I, before church, I was walking around praying over here, and as I was praying, I started thinking about something that was going on three years ago at a church I was at. It had nothing to do with anything, and I was worried. I'm like, God, what in the world is going on here? Get my mind focused. We worry about things that don't matter all the time. God never said it's going to be easy to have your breakthrough, but what he is saying is you're not supposed to worry about anything. Matthew 6 says, so don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Uh-huh, amen today's trouble is enough for today the reason why we mess up today is we spend too much time worrying about what happened yesterday or what may never happen tomorrow worrying has never changed anything for good Worry is focusing on fears instead of God if you want to break the habit of worry it's going to require two things fasting and praying Daniel 9 says, I turned to the Lord and I pleaded with him with prayer and fasting. Over this past month, we've had these cards that we've been writing our names on, other names. We've had them up on the wall. We took them all down Friday night to pray over them. But as I was praying and thinking about what's going on right now with where we're going and... Um, studying for this message and putting all this together, I really began to see that if we're going to have a breakthrough, we're going to need to pray and fast. We did the 21-day fasting in January. We'll do that every year. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and prepare you now. <laughs> uh, put in your calendars in August. We're going to do another seven-day fast. But throughout the year, we're going to take time to pray and fast maybe a meal together, maybe a day together. This is going to be a culture of our church, praying and fasting. If you don't like it, tough. This is who we are. We're doing what God has called us to do, and that's all that matters. So what happens, if we need a breakthrough in our life, we've got to pray and fast that breakthrough to see its fruition. So I am, last minute, I get it, I'm calling all of us to a one meal fast tomorrow. You're like, I'm going to show them back up to this church. They tell me I can't do anything, can't eat food. No, no, no. At 12 o'clock tomorrow, we are going to go online. If you're accessible to go on Facebook, we're going we're to go throw up a feed that we're going to be praying together 
for about 15 minutes. We're going to pray for these cards. We're going to pray that all the people that we invite from now until Easter, whenever they get this invite card that you will be handed at the end of service, that they will feel something whenever you're talking to them. If we're going to have a breakthrough in this church, it's whenever we come together, pray and fast. So tomorrow at noon, log on to Pathway Church Facebook page. We're going to go up live feed and chat with us in the, in the, uh, in the messages there in the post. Let us know you're there. We'll be talking back and forth, and we're going to spend 15 minutes praying together. And I'm going to ask that for your lunch tomorrow, you fast. Um, you can fast the lunch, the meal. You can fast. Really, that's where I really want you to fast. We're going to fast the meal. I'm not going to say you can fast Facebook, but you can't because you'll be with us on Facebook. So we don't want you to do that. So you just take your lunch. Get your Bible out. We're going to pray. We're going to read together. We're going to pray together. We're going to use that time saying, God, whenever you fast, you're telling God, God, I mean business. This is something that's important to me. I, I, I mean, I'm going without food here. I, I, I'm going to need your intervention in this situation because I've seen Terrence eat. For him to skip a meal is a God-only intervention. And so the, he calls me all the time. Hey, where do you want? We go for lunch? I'm like, dude, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. He's like, I know, but I'm already hungry again. Let's go again. And, <laughs> and, and so fasting is what it's going to start the breakthrough process. I believe that God's called this church to do great things. Don't you? Yeah, and so we have to do what every other church is not willing to do. So I shouldn't have said that. Can I erase that? I'm sorry. There's other churches out there that are, are, are willing to do this stuff, but we're just going to do it God's way. And so we're going to fast and pray. We're not going to create a bunch of systems and hey, get more. No, we're going to seek. Only God can build the church, but he's going to use us to do what he can, and he's going to take a, a group of people that are going to fast and pray to seek after him and say, Lord, we need you. We need your presence. Mom had a word of knowledge on Friday night, and she said, I see the, the I see pathway, and there's a beam of light going down into the church. And she wasn't sure what the beam of light was, so she was just praying that God let people see the church. And then she said, no, the beam of light is the glory of God that is shining on this place that's going to manifest into the community. It's not going to happen until we fast and pray. We need a breakthrough as a church to get us to go to the next level where God's called us so we've got to fast and pray to get there so tomorrow 12 o'clock jump in on facebook we're going to fast and pray okay sound good everyone say we're okay 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 all right number two if we're going to have a breakthrough in our spiritual life number two write down pray about everything if it is worth worrying about it is worth praying about we pray about everything. It doesn't matter how big it is, how small, it is, how small it is. We go to God and say, God, we need you to intervene in this situation. Matthew 6, 6. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Uh, just, do you guys not see the humor in that? Because like, we, we all are guilty of that, right? We all start praying and we start wondering and we start taking things on our own consideration. No, just me? Okay. Um, just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. Huh. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense His grace.
We're not supposed to worry about it because our worrying won't bring forth anything. We are supposed to pray about it because we invite God into our situation. And the third thing that we need to do, write down in your outline number three, thank God in all things. Gratitude is the breakthrough attitude. The more grateful you are in life, the more breakthroughs that you will have in life. First Thessalonians says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Psalm 16, I will offer you my sacrifice of thanksgiving. How do we give thanks? This is just a sidebar. Write out a thank you list. How do we give thanks to God? Don't put it in your head. No, no, no. There is something about writing it out. This week, I, I, I challenge you, pull out a pad of paper and a pen and write out 50 things you're thankful for. If you want to start changing your attitude to have an attitude of gratitude, you've got to write out those things and you begin to see all the things that God's doing in your life and it will change your attitude about it. We often think that God's not doing anything because we think of this, 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 and really God's saying, man, uh, you, you're sucking air and breathing today. Be thankful for that. Hey, you got a foot that works because if you didn't, you'd be walking in circles all the time. Be thankful for that. There's all these things that we need to show God that we're thankful for, and we're, he's doing things for us each and every day, but we're not showing him that we're thankful. So therefore, our hearts become ungrateful. If you're going to have a breakthrough, you're going to have to have a good attitude. If, if I want to have a, a breakthrough with my wife and I walk in there all sour attitude and whatever, is that, is, is, does, she want to, does she want to help me? No. She's going to make fun of me. <laughs> She's going to tell me to hit the road, come back with a smile on your face. That old phrase, turn that frown upside down. Yeah. Gratitude will get you further when you have the right attitude. And then this, the second thing to show that you're thankful, talk to God and tell people. Use your voice. I, she's better at this than I am. She told me that last night. That, <laughs> <laughs> that with her words, she shows thankfulness. I just tell, tell her to use a credit card and go to law. That's how I show thankfulness. She likes that, but that's not what she really wants. She wants to be told. People want to hear good things, positive things, things that they're thankful for. And when you begin to tell other people you're thankful for them, watch their attitude change towards you. So imagine when you do that to God. God, I'm thankful for it. God's attitude. Oh, I love hearing that. And he just smiles back at you. So talk to God. Tell people. Show God that you're thankful. Call them up on the phone. Use the old-fashioned snail mail and send a letter if you want. Shoot them a text. Just tell them that you're grateful for them. If anything, it does more for you. The fourth thing, the fourth habit we need to create for have a breakthrough is we need to stay focused on true things. This is switching to the, the mental side of your brain. You've got to make a mental habit. If you want a breakthrough in your life, 
You have to change the way you think. You are a byproduct of how you think. Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinks, so is he. How many of you have minds that wander? <laughs> so uh, at my parents' church in, in Stillwater, we had a large acreage, and my dad bought me a small mower. <laughs> and uh, he would go out. Some of you got that, yeah. One of our staff guys actually went to him and said, this is a, a weird form of punishment. Go buy him another, a bigger mower. Is that not right? Yes. Okay. He's, he's not listening. And so uh, there was many days that they would drop me off at the church, and I'd be on this little 30-inch mower on this large acreage, and I would just be going, you know how you just mow, straight line, just going back and forth, back and forth. And my mind would wonder, okay, whenever I'm going this way, the road was back here. What if someone were to jump the curb, go around the building, go around this tree, and run over me? What would I do? Okay, so, and I came back this way, I'm like, okay, now I can actually see it coming. So if they were to jump the tree, then what would, and my mind would just begin to, what, you, you don't know how crazy of thoughts you begin to have whenever you're out there for 10 hours and the heat's on you, and you're in some form of weird heat exhaustion because your dad left you out there on a small mower on a big acreage, and you're just sitting there thinking, all these things and all the thoughts I had didn't amount to anything because never one time did anybody drive over the curb, go around the house, jump around the tree, and come and run over me while I'm sitting on the mower. As weird as that sounds, our minds wander. <laughs> we allow our minds to go to places that they have no right to go. We, we, we laugh, it's fun, okay, it is what it is. But if we want to have a breakthrough, we've got to change the way we think. We've got to change the way we are. We've got to change our perspective. We've got to change some things. And if you keep thinking you're a loser, use a loser. If you think you're a winner, you're going to become a winner. You start doing things that winners do. You start doing things, acting ways, saying things. You say it by faith. You may not look like it. You may not act like it. It may not feel like it, but you begin to say it by faith. And it'll change the way you think. And when you change the way you think, you begin to have the breakthrough that you've been needing. In the past 26 days of prayer series, I hope that you've taken this time to grow in your relationship with God. Have, have any of you spent more time praying? Yeah. Spend more time seeking the Lord. Be, be honest, but I don't really. No, no don't tell me. because Yeah. Have any of you found your secret place? Yeah. Thank you, Gina. <laughs> it's too late, man. You can't jump on the bandwagon now. <laughs> Find that place where when you get there, it's you and God time. Because in that place, Breakthroughs start. Didn't say they finish. They start. Breakthroughs start. If you're going to have a breakthrough in your spiritual life, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Thank God in all things. Stay focused on true things. The final two verses, wrapping up this four-week series on prayer, 
Colossians 4.2. Paul writes, Devote yourselves to prayer. First Thessalonians, pray all the time. If we can have a church that devotes ourselves to prayer, and we pray all the time, we start fasting, we start walking in faith, we start believing God's word, this church is going to have a breakthrough like you've never seen. You're going to see the glory of God revealed. You're going to see miracles happen. You're going to see lives transformed, marriages restored, kids who are far away from God because parents are in here praying will come back. But it's going to take a breakthrough. I don't know about you. Yes, I do know. You need a breakthrough. We all do. Don't look at me and tell me you don't. Because there's an area in our lives, maybe small, maybe big, we need God to do a breakthrough in. So tomorrow at noon, the breakthrough process starts. We're going to fast and pray together. So come on at 12 o'clock noon. We'll start at 12.05. And we're going to pray for 15 minutes. Courtney is going to be praying with us. Cindy, my dad, we're, we're all praying together. We're going to come on that, that video thing, and our breakthrough starts. And between now and then, I want you to write down one thing. Not a hundred, not a thousand, just one thing. What's one area in your life you need a God to do a breakthrough in? And tomorrow, get real about it. Get serious about it. Quit talking about it. Quit thinking the, ne the negative, the wrong things about it. Get your mind focused on God. Get your mind focused on what the Word of God says and begin the process for your breakthrough in that one thing. Can we do it? This series has um, it's done something in me. And for us to have a breakthrough... It takes faith. See that? It takes faith. We're going to start a series next week. I don't know how long it's going to be. Normally I've kind of got an idea like, oh, three weeks, four weeks, seven weeks, 27 weeks. I don't know. We're going to jump on this faith seed in our life. And it may just be two weeks. And I don't know. Maybe seven. And we're going to talk on faith but not in the level of which you've probably heard it before. I'm not a name it and claim it. I'm not going to say, hey, don't work. Just expect God to put a check in the mail. No, 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 no. That's, that's just dumb. That's not faith. Uh, but we're going to talk about what faith is, what we need to operate in in faith, what our church needs to have in faith. I'm going to encourage you, if possible, be here for all these messages for the faith series. It will do something on your insides, it's going to change your life forever. It's, it's, I've already got next week pretty much done. I, I, I wanted to do it today. I was so excited. I was like, this is good stuff. But it's, it takes faith. Whenever you leave today, Terrence will be at the doors, or Adrienne, 
with um, these cards. I want everyone to take two. Two. One to hand out and one to pray over. Between these are an invite to Easter, April 17th. I want you to hand these out to the people that you put on this list. If they're close by. If not, that's fine. Find a, find a new person. You take one card and you hand it to them and invite them to come to be with you at, at Easter service. And the other card you keep. And you keep it in your wallet, keep it in your truck, keep it wherever. And every time you look at it, you pray for that person. This is your point of contact reminder for that person. And you say, I'm believing for Zach to come. I'm believing for Wilcox to come. I was at the bank the other day and the guy who was helping me said, my parents have been going to this church and they don't like it at all. And they were looking to go to another church. And I said, well, I'd love to have them come try us out. And he's like, I'm going to tell them about you. He's on, my, he's on my list. And what did I do? I sent an email to the banker yesterday saying, hey, can I get your dad's phone number? I'm going to call him and say, hey, we're praying for you. We, and I won't get into the story, but he's, he's on my list. It takes faith to step out and ask someone to come. It's hard. I get it. It takes faith. And on one of the Sundays, I'm going to add a little asterisk in here. It takes big faith. Because one of these Sundays, we're going to ask you to do something that's going to take big faith. Right now, we're going to do small faith stuff. Invite someone to come. Bring somebody with you. I'm telling you, a breakthrough is going to happen in this church, but it's going to take faith. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for what you're doing in this place. Thank you for the spirit of God that resides here. Thank you that when we walk into the building, we sense your presence already. God, I pray that this week that we have the best week of our lives from the aspect that we've, we're, we're, we're diving into our breakthrough. We're coming into a place of saying, God, we need you to move in this area of our life. So God, today, we release these things to you that we can have a breakthrough in whatever area that we're asking for. God, that... By the time we see each other next Sunday, we're not the same because we've been with you. We've been in your presence. We've, we've come to a place in our spiritual lives where we are putting you as the focus. And we focus on what your word says, whatever is true, honorable, whatever is good standing, whatever is right. We focus on you. And God, we are thankful for you. We are thankful for what you're doing in our lives. We are thankful for what you're doing in this church. God, I speak it by faith that, that many, many people will come and be saved here, that lives will be transformed here, that this place will be a place where the light of Jesus is shown bright amongst our community and beyond because your glory dwells here. God, I speak it by faith because I believe your word and what it says is true. So therefore, you will always abide by your word and we speak the word into this church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. For more content like this, visit our website, www.pathwaychurchok.com, to see the variety of ways you can download this content and so much more. It's our pleasure that you would tune in, and we believe that if you take the content you just heard, write down the parts that spoke to you, 
and work on a plan to apply it, you will not be the same person a year from now. We hope today you can take this content, apply it, share it, let it change you, and you can become all God has called you to become. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll be together again soon. Until then, keep growing.